All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with episode nine of the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek. And today we're going to talk about market cycles. What are market cycles and why should I be concerned with market cycles? So let's dive into it a little bit. Um, market cycles, I mean, you know, we all, we, I think we all have a general understanding of what market cycles are. Markets up, the market down, uh, goes down, there's, there's corrections, uh, there's recession, depression, uh, there's growth, prosperity, recession, depression, um, you know, are, are, you know, typical uh, market cycles. So where we're at in the market right now is, we're up. We're top of the market cycle. We're we're high. I mean, the the the, the market conditions are completely insane right now. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and if you look at historically, uh, the the market cycles every twelve to fourteen years historically. Our last big correction in was in two thousand and eight. So what does that tell you? You know, just historically, you know, we're due for a correction. Um, we all thought, you know, that that you know, many of us thought that the COVID, uh, when that hit year, year and a half ago, whenever it came about, um, we all thought that you know, it, all these unknowns, all this crazy things were happening in the world, all these crazy things are still happening in the world. Um, now we're dealing with supply chain issues and you know everything like that. It's it's you know it's just insane where we're at right now. But um, <clears throat> when it comes to market cycles, market conditions. Uh, you know, the last correction was in 2008. Um, uh, and, you know, here we are, uh, 2021, um, you know, historically we're due, we're due. And we, we all thought COVID was going to be the correction. Um, the next correction, the next downturn in the market, the next, you know, everything was going to hit bottom, rock bottom and fall out. Little did we know that, that coming, coming, through, uh, through, through COVID, through the shutdowns, um, that the market was going to skyrocket. It was going to go insane. Um, you know, and, and what we saw, you know, when we went into, you know, when we, we went into shutdown, when we went into lockdown, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was, an, it, it was very, very strange times. I don't want to say it was ridiculous. It was very strange times. I mean, the entire world was shut down. Uh, construction was shut down. Real estate sales were shut down. Um, you know, the entire world businesses were shut down. You couldn't go anywhere. There was a period of time where you really couldn't do anything. Um, you couldn't go out to a restaurant. You couldn't go out and eat. You couldn't and, um, you know, you couldn't go to the mall, you couldn't go shopping, um, you, you couldn't go out and, you know, live your, your day-to-day -day lifestyle. I mean, it was just insane. And we all thought that when that hit that, you know, nobody's ever been through that before, at least I haven't in my lifetime and many of us haven't. Um, but we all thought when that shutdown hit, it's like, oh, there's all these unknowns, what's going to happen? What's, um, you know, what's, what's going to be the result? And, you know, as I said, little did we know um, that when we came out of those shutdowns and we came out of that, um, you know, the, the 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 entire world being closed down that, you know, the market was going to continue to rise and actually explode. I mean, it's just insane what we've seen over the last year. And we're we're, we're still seeing, you know, at least in, in the real estate market and, you know, the market in general, um, you know, sales are up, you know, uh, days on market are super low, you know, supply, uh, supply and demand or you're, you know, or, or, or are and have been, you know, at, at all time, you know, all time highs, you know, with, uh, uh, with real estate sales, um, you know, days on market, we're seeing, you know, it, it slowed down a little bit, but we were seeing, you know, <clears throat> 
property would go listed, a property would go active on the market. Uh, there'd be multiple offers, highest and best, you know, uh, single family homes were selling for 20, 30, 50, hundred thousand dollars, um, you know, over list price, you know, there were, there were buyers that were, that were, you know, doing many, many buyers that were doing, you know, no inspections that were making offers unseen, unseen offers on the property. They would, they would make an offer, waive the inspections, uh, you know, if they had the ability making cash offers. And it's like, that's something that, that I've never, never seen in the res residential real estate market, especially, you know, in Pittsburgh and in the general areas. So, you know, coming, coming through the COVID, coming out of the COVID shutdown, I mean, the market just went insane. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of very, very happy, happy people. You know, sellers were happy. Uh, obviously, you know, agents, brokers were happy to to move um, uh, move inventory. You know, uh, rapidly move inventory. You know, they um, there was there was uh, an abundance of demand, and you know, not enough supply to go on. Uh, go along with it. I, I remember seeing um, there was, it was at one point uh, after the shutdown, uh, following the shutdown that, you know, one of the, uh, the agent friends of mine made mention that, you know, at the time there were, you know, this was, you know, I don't know, maybe six months ago, something like that. Uh, he had made mention that, you know, there's currently, you know, 4,000 homes uh, active on the, uh, on the MLS right now. And that time, the previous year, at that time, the previous year, there was double that. There was uh, over 8,000, close to 9,000 homes active on the market. So we just saw some crazy, crazy things happen uh, coming out of the coming out of the COVID shutdown, uh, the restrictions, and the the real estate uh, residential real estate market just took off. You know, here in Pittsburgh and around you know many parts of the country. I mean. I, I remember seeing that, um, you know, with, with people, um, you know, people being required, you know, required or having the ability to, you know, work from home and work remote, um, you know, there are big, big problems up in, um, <clears throat> you know, New York City with, uh, along with, with, you know, the rest of the world and many parts of the country, but, you know, big, uh, big issues with all the density in, uh, in New York City. So I remember seeing that, um, that a lot of people now having the ability to work from home, work from remote, uh, they were selling their, uh, their place in New York city and going down to Florida. Why? Um, because you know, better climate, better, uh, better conditions. Uh, again, that's personal opinion, uh, but better climates, better conditions. And not to mention the fact that if you're leaving Manhattan or you're leaving New York city and you have a, um, you know, a, a 1500 or 2000 square foot condo that cost you however many, you know, five, 10, $20 million, uh, you can still take that. You could take that same amount of money and buy, you know, a beachfront property that's 10 or 20,000 square feet. So, um, you know, a lot of people were making that, that transition, um, to a different state, to a different, uh, to a different climate, uh, because they now have the ability to, to work from home. What I saw in uh in pittsburgh in the pittsburgh market is um you know following the shutdown and following um uh you know following the uh the growth uh uh post covid shutdown is you know 
price uh, homes were selling like crazy. Residential homes were selling like crazy um, and higher price point homes were selling like crazy. Now I follow, you know, regardless of where I invest, wherever, where, regardless of where our focus is, I try to follow uh, the, the real estate market in general, just so I have an understanding of, you know, where we're at, um, where things are at and, and, you know, where, um, where the market is not because I'm I'm always looking to buy million dollar homes I'm I'm not um, or not because I'm always looking to invest in in commercial real estate because I'm not but I follow those those markets um, just because you know globally it uh, you know I, I like to know where where things are at you know to benefit myself and to b benefit our investment uh, partners I obviously we need to we need to know what the market conditions are so you know. Um, Pittsburgh Business Times, it's a great publication. Uh, they send out, you know, daily emails. They send out a, a, a print ad once a week. And I, I blow through there. Sometimes I read the articles in detail. Sometimes I uh, I just skim through it and see if there's any highlights that catch my attention. Um, but I, uh, every year, uh, the Pittsburgh Business Times posts, um, well, they all weekly, they do the top 25 list, whatever the topic is, the top 25 financial advisors, the top 25, um, you know, uh, healthcare institutions, the top 25, you know, my minority owned businesses, or, you know, whatever it is, they do the top 25 list. So every November, the Pittsburgh Business Times uh, posts, d does, does an article, does a publication on the, um, uh, the the million uh, the million dollar plus home sales in the region, and I don't think that's a top twenty five. They just do they just do a count on <clears throat> on the number of homes that have sold in in our region over a million dollars. And I remember this past November, um, we're going back almost a year ago because we're October now. So this past uh, uh, November, their publication. Uh, came out the 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 million dollar plus home sales uh, in our region. The count was like 142 homes that sold over a million dollars. Um, and I remember at that time, the previous November, the count on the homes was a fraction of that. It was it was something like 35 or 45 or something like that. Like you know, a much 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 lower percentage, 25 30 percent of what it was uh, the following year. This past November um, would have been uh, 2020. So I I start diving into that. I start looking into that. Like what? Why? What? What's what's happening? What's um? What was the big catapult um in these million dollar home sales? And and I started asking around. I started talking to friends of mine. I started talking to uh, real estate agent friends of mine that uh, that I know and I value and I trust their opinions. And you know there was there was a number of things that that you know led to those sales and you know, in talking with a friend of mine, I'm like, what the heck's going on with this, with this market, with these million dollar home sales? Because historically, you know, yes, we have some, sev a lot of seven figure sales in, in the Pittsburgh region, but there aren't that many. Um, you know, we're just, uh, uh, for the most part, we're, we're, you know, our median price point is much, much lower than that. I mean, our median price point has been, you know, sub $200,000 for, for many, many years. So to get to those million dollar sales, million dollar plus sales, there just aren't that many. I mean, that's that our, our region just doesn't support it. So I started asking around, um, talking with a friend of mine. I said, what's, you know, what's going on here? Like, what's your take on this? And, uh, his response was, um, and it, it made total sense. It's like, you know, well, 
people have, you know, financing is available, obviously. And and don't get me wrong, you know, when there are a lot of people that pay cash for for million dollar homes. If you look at the transfers, um, there's a lot of cash sales, uh, but there also are a lot of, are, and I know I probably just, you know, that was like a total total shocker for many of you um, that, that are listening that, that people pay cash for their homes, but it is actually very common. <clears throat> um, a lot of people, you know, that are, you know, high net worth, you know, pay cash for their, their home that they live in. Why? Because it's a liability. It's not an asset. Uh, it doesn't create revenue. Um, so, so when you start diving into those details, when we started having this conversation on those price points, I said, you know, what's your take on this? And his, 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 uh, thought process was, or his take was that, you know, when you get in, um, we're in strange, strange times, um, you know, one financing is available. So, you know, financing is available, very attractive financing of, is available, you know, a, a buyer's buying power goes up. So, you know, financing is available at sub 2%, 3%, 4%. Um, you know, their uh, a particular buyer's buying power is a greater dollar amount versus, you know, if financing is 5% or 7% or 8%, um, you know, the it, it's a ratio, it's a calculation. Um, financing was available, um, attractive terms, not just percentage rates, but there's, there, you know, different loan programs that were available that are still available, you know, with, with, you know, uh, jumbo loans, um, you know, requiring less money down, less money out of pocket, uh, increases, you know, uh, opens up, you know, the, uh, uh, the buyer pool for those price points. And then other, other good points, um, in related to that, in, in his opinion were, you know, we're in strange, strange times and we're still in strange times. Um, but you know, people were, were stuck at home, um, for many, many months. Uh, I think there was a 60 day period, close to a 90 day period wherever, where the entire world was shut down, there was nothing to do. Uh, couple that with the scare factor, you know, that, um, you know, going, uh, um, when places started to open back up, people realized that it's like, you know, a lot of people realize they just want to, you know, do more things at home where prior to the COVID shutdown, you know, people would have their home and then they'd have their gym membership. They'd go out to eat. Um, they'd go to the playground. They'd take their kids here. They'd go there. They'd, they'd do all these different activities outside of their home. Well, now following the shutdown and following all the craziness, um, you know, people wanted more of those amenities at home. They wanted a home gym. Um, they wanted, uh, you know, playground for their kids or a pool for their kids. Um, they wanted more space to do more stuff at home, coupled with the fact that many, many people uh, were living, uh, obviously living at home, but now working from home. So um, if you have, you know, two income earners or two, uh, two adults that, you know, both work full time, now they're stuck working from home. Well, you need two home offices maybe. Um, so that takes your need from, from a three bedroom home to a five bedroom home or a three, you know, three or four bedroom home with some dedicated, uh, workspace. And then the, you know, kids are being homeschooled. Kids were stuck at school. Now you, now you need somewhere for the kids to have their, their schoolwork done. And, and people are transit transitioning. Um, you know, financing is available. The market's good. There's, um, uh, you know, people had, had obviously time, um, to, to look for a new home cause everybody's sitting at home with nothing to do. Um, so 
you know, they're, they're buying bigger homes, uh, with more amenities, with more, more, uh, uh, more space and more things to do at home. Uh, so, you know, that was the take it's like, and it made total sense. And, and I can completely understand and see why, you know, people would go from, you know, spending, spending 500 on a home or 300 on a home to 500 or 500 to 750 or 750 to a million, million two, uh, to get all those, those amenities, uh, and all those, the, all that space that they now need at home. So that was a great, uh, great explanation or a great thought process on, you know, why the the million dollar plus price point really took off in, in Pittsburgh. But um, when it comes to, to, to get back on topic, market cycles, um, uh, the market cycles historically every 12 to 14 years. Um, and as an investor, uh, as as a uh, real estate investor, I I try to be very very um, conscious conscious of of what's uh, what's going on in the market and <clears throat> understanding market cycles and and don't ask me when the market's gonna 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 crap out when the market's gonna drop when the market's uh, when we're gonna go into another. Um, uh, you know, downturn because I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, you know, many many people have their opinions. Many many people have, um, you know, have the insider scoop on you know something that they think is going to happen that's going to cause the uh, uh, the the market to correct. But don't ask me that because I don't know. Um, you know what we do. Uh, in our business is, you know, as I have mentioned many, many times, the bulk of, of what we do is we operate under a private equity model where we work one on one with with private and institutional investors to create and manage portfolios. And the bulk of our portfolios are are single family homes we buy regular houses in regular neighborhoods. And why is that? Um, because regular houses and regular neighborhoods are not subject to market cycles. The model that we work, the strategies that 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 we work at, at Avid and Avid Management Group um, are not subject to market cycles. Um, we don't we don't invest based on speculation. We don't we don't do. Yes, we do some infill new construction and some land deals and things like that. And the the investment partners that are involved in those deals understand the risk reward ratio um, with those deals. Um, but the bulk of what we do is safety, security, regular houses, regular neighborhoods. Um, our model is designed uh, for long-term plays. Uh, again, we just buy a bunch of single-family homes. Um, single fam we, we put them in portfolio. We set them up for the long-term. And regardless of market conditions, regardless of market cycles, there is always, always a need for regular houses in regular neighborhoods. Uh, if you look at uh, what we call the B neighborhoods in and around Pittsburgh, median price points, you know, $100,000 to $200,000 uh, after repaired value, uh, uh, on those properties, there's always a need. There's always a demand for those properties. And you're going to ask me, well, what about in a down market? What about in a down cycle? Well, in a down market, people still need a place to live. Um, if you get into those higher price points, you know, the, the half million, the million dollar price points, um, you know, and, and we, we enter a market correction where unfortunately, you know, people are starting to lose their jobs or, you know, the financing, you hit, you hit that, um, that correction period in, uh, in your financing, uh, where the, you have the adjustable rates, um, maybe, maybe one income earner in that home has lost their job because it was, it was subject to a market condition. Um, now there's not the income to support that, 
uh, that that big big mortgage payment. Well, you know, typically in in a down market when there's a correction period, the top of the market is what what corrects first. So um, that's why you know we do do some stuff. We do do some projects that are in the higher price points, but the bulk of our investments are regular houses, regular neighborhoods, uh, because people always need a place to li live and. When the top of the market starts to correct, um, you know, the, the higher price points start to correct, people still need a place to live. Uh, they're going to come back to, you know, maybe where they should have been all along in a regular house, regular neighborhood. Um, you know, our model, you know, it's a long term play. Uh, in a down market, you know, we we have we have the ability to buy a little bit better. You know, when we're when we're constantly growing our portfolio, we can buy homes a little bit better. Um, you know, we can we can increase some some rents. There's more demand. It's again, it's a supply demand, so we can increase the monthlies. Um, you know, but there's always a need for those regular houses, regular neighborhoods, and. When it comes to to market cycles, if you're early on in your investing career, um, you know I've over the last uh, three five uh, three to five years, I've seen many many people that uh, uh, got into the business, that got started in real estate investing, um, that have grown their businesses tremendously over the last three to five years. And why is that? Because five years ago we were at a certain point in the market, and five years later the market has grown. Um, so they've they've grown their business a along with the market cycles. Now, depending on their, their investment strategy, if they're, if they're just doing um, spec builds or just doing uh, higher end flips or just doing, you know, just their, their focus is in that A market um, and that's the bulk of their business, you know, assuming, assuming that there's a debt, there's a lot of debt that goes along with those projects. Um, that's total speculative investment. So if the bulk of your business is in that speculative side of the, uh, of, of real estate investing, it's been very well. It's been working in your favor over the last three to five years, but you have to be, uh, you have to understand market cycles and the market is going to correct at some point. And if the bulk of your business is, is in those speculative type, um, uh, you know, investments, you got to make sure you got to be prepared the, to weather some storms. Uh, you know, when the market corrects, uh, we have no idea, you know, how long it'll take to rebound historically, you know, when a market corrects, there's two to three years, um, uh, as it, as it goes down and as it continues to rise. And yes, yes. Um, with market cycles, the next high is is always historically has always been higher than the previous high. So if you can weather that storm, um, you know, in the long, long run, um, you will do okay. Uh, but unfortunately, most people that that get started, you know, in as the market's rising, uh, most people that get started in their in their investing, you know, with and focus on those speculative type investments aren't able to weather the storm uh, because, you know, there's a period, there's a time period. And typically, you know, with those speculative type investments, they're done with, with high interest, short-term loans. Um, they're, they're done, you know, there's, there's cost that goes along with those, those properties. I mean, if you're looking at, you know, rehabbing a, you know, half a million dollar home in and around Pittsburgh, your property taxes alone are probably 10, 12, $15,000 a year. So trying to carry that along with utilities, um, you know, over a two to three year period while, you know, the, while the market corrects. I mean, that's, uh, 
that 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 can be a big problem and then multiply that by the three five ten properties uh ten homes that that you have under renovation at the time i mean that's just a disaster waiting to happen in my opinion so um you know when you're when you're when you're getting started in real estate investing um you know it's okay it's okay to do the speculative uh type type investments just make sure all your eggs aren't in one basket make sure you're you don't have your blinders on where all you see is is the the market's good the market's great because the market won't always be great um you know when when you're in real estate or when you're in any, any form of investing you want to have a diverse portfolio um you want to you want to make sure that you have some some investments that are that are that are safe that are secure and maybe maybe you have an appetite to take some risk and do some speculative stuff but make sure that all your eggs aren't aren't in that one basket because that's again that's just a disaster waiting to happen that's my take that's my opinion on market cycles uh market conditions and you know what you can do in your investing career to um to to benefit yourself and benefit your 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 family and your your career um and of course your investment partners uh you know in in market cycles but just you know bottom line is is please you know if you've started your business in the last if you're just starting your business or if you've started your business in the last you know two three uh five years just understand that you know we're in a great market right now but the market um, will correct at some point. So that's my message for today. Have a great day and thank you for tuning in.